spoiler log and a link to the past randomizer podcast, or maybe today a little bit of a Super Metroid podcast, but I digress. I'm your host, Dante. Uh, today we have Bressingham. Bressingham and I go way back. We met in an ALTTPR. We talk about that. Uh, and um, yeah, I, I I know he's a really cool dude, and I was like, I kind of want to have this dude on. I'm really glad he agreed to. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoy his story. Let's jump right on in. All right, on today's episode of the Spoiler Log, we have a little bit of a, a shift uh, over to the SMR or the Super Metroid Randomizer community uh, with community member Bressingham. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm pretty good. How are you? Can't complain. Now, I, I know that I, I'm pulling a friend card on today's episode because I've known Bressingham for a while and uh, it's, he's an interesting guy. He's a character. So <laughs> uh, at least in my experience. But um, tell me tell me a little bit about your gaming history, man. Uh, we're we're going to get to how we got to uh, know each other a little bit through Rando uh, and your story. But tell me about like growing up in games for you. Oh, uh, well, the first game I played was Pokemon Gold with my dad. Wow. It's actually how I partially how I learned to read. Like I was a little baby. <laughs> he helped me. <laughs> so that, that was my first video game. So that's like the most special one for me. I played a lot of Pokemon growing up. My first console was the Game Boy Color. So that, that's a that's a, a special game for me. Um and I also had a GameCube. I, I was born too late for like the Nintendo 64 or the SNES, really. So like, I actually did play Zelda Link to the Past, uh, the Game Boy Advance version, uh, pretty early on. But I never had the Super Nintendo version until much later. So so you're you're what a lot of people would classify maybe as like a bit of a zoomer. You know, you're you're yeah. some of the younger you're you're some of the younger crowd, I guess, that's in the the rando scene right now. Yeah, I'm barely a Zoomer, but I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you so you learned to read, so to speak, uh, basically <laughs> with with Pokemon. So, how how do you how old were you? You said you're basically a baby. Are you like three and four or something trying to to play Pokemon? Something like five years old. Yeah, I remember learning a lot of words from it, and my dad and I like had a file that we played together, and then okay. I was. Oh, man, I, I can't imagine as a child trying to pronounce half of the Pokemon names. I would, especially if I don't even know what words are, I'd be I'd be so lost. <laughs> so yeah. with gold. um, uh, So what was your favorite Pokemon? Well, my starter was Cyndaquil. So Typhlosion probably was my oh, favorite. Baby. The fire types. That seems oh, to yeah. be the trend. Yeah. And so, like, I guess, did you you said the Game Boy Color was your first. So. uh did you get other game? What other games did you play for that? That you know, kind of left a mark on you. Uh well, the Game Boy Color. I played mostly Pokemon on, to be honest. And but when I got the Game Boy Advance, I feel like that's the one I spent the most time in. And I played okay. uh, the uh, Link to the Past GBA version, as well as tons of Pokemon. Played Fire Emblem on that uh, console as well for a lot of time. Um, okay yeah played a lot of those strategy type like pokemon and fire emblem are turn-based strategy so that was kind of the thing that i was into like as a kid i guess 
So uh, leaked to the past GBA, I, I want to ask, uh, did did the, the the screaming of Link every time you slash the sword, did that ever annoy you as a kid, or did you just assume that that's part of this game? Oh, I assumed that was normal, because uh, <laughs> I, I think by that time I'd like at least played like Ocarina of Time, so mm-hmm. I, I was used to that sound okay. by then. All right. It was nice to play the Super Nintendo version and discover that there wasn't any screaming. Yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't it's aware nice, of that. It's nice with the hardware. Yeah, it's nice with the hardware is like older uh, and it can't do that because then yeah. you don't have to worry about it as much. Um, I mean, the GBA is kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like a handheld Super Nintendo, right? So if you spend a lot of time on that, uh, I feel like, you know, <laughs> you're a new generation of Super Nintendo fan. Uh, and I guess that kind of, does correlate a little bit i'm, I'm gonna say it does because you know given that you're into uh the super nintendo uh games and randomizers now yeah for sure and i did play the gba metroid games as well so that uh, is part of what got me into super metroid as well Ooh, yeah so you played some of the good 2d like some of the last good 2d metroid games or some of the last metroid games i guess in general because you know i, I yeah. one day we'll get metroid prime 4 uh, i know that's 3d but you know one day it'll happen uh maybe in 15 years so uh, with with GameCube, um, what games did you experience with that? I mean, that's kind of like it sounds like the first console you really got your hands on that you spent some time with, uh, uh, at least from what you said so far. Yeah. What games what games are really fun for you on that? I, I had a Zelda collector's edition. I don't know if you know or aware of that. Ooh yeah. Yeah. But that has Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time um, and Zelda one and two and a Wind Waker demo. But I, mm-hmm. I spent some time with Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time as a kid. I could never beat those games. But um, <laughs> I did have access to that, despite not having an N64. Yeah, I feel like they ran a little better on the collector's edition, you know, just because it's on the GameCube and it's yeah. a, a little easier to, to deal with. Yeah. Um, so you never beat him. Like, did, uh, did you? I'm assuming later in life you beat Ocarina of Time and or Majora's Mask. Um, <laughs> fun fact, I've seen the end of both of those games. Well, actually, I've only seen the end of Ocarina. I, I don't think oh, I've no. Ocarina. I've gotten to the end. Uh, well, no, I haven't. I, I don't remember. <laughs> That's fine. But <laughs> I, I haven't beat Majora's Mask, so I haven't seen like the credits, but played most of the way through both of them. I mean, the games were kind of hard, especially if you were, you know, yeah. especially younger, too. Uh, I mean, I won't lie. When I was a kid, I had, you know, the strategy guide. I got I bought I had that bought for Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. So oh, yeah. I would try and, uh, you know, I would try not to reference it, but I would reference it when I got lost because, you know, back in my day, there was no Internet just to find stuff super fast. Yeah. Yeah, I had the strategy guide for Link to the Past, and I would I, I never beat that game either as a kid, but I never would have gotten like anywhere without the strategy guide in that game because it's very hard. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely tough. You know, I, I, I always say Link to the Past is so easy. Um, and I, I guess, you know, it kind of is. But at the same time, it could be, you know, it could be challenging. I've, I've told a lot of people I spent probably a month or, you know, several weeks stuck on trying to kill Helmosaur because I, I didn't think to use the hammer. I was trying to use bombs. So I'd run out and have to go get more bombs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was always a mess. 
so so take me a little further. Uh, what did you did you get into anything else gaming wise after GameCube and the GBA? Were you know was were PC games on your radar, or did you kind of stay in the console uh, console like realm? Yeah, uh, I think I was mostly a console gamer for uh, most of that time. I, I got a Wii and played Super Smash Bros. And I got Twilight Princess. That was the first Zelda game I beat, pretty sure. So that was okay. I was like 14, probably around then. And wow. uh, I also got an Xbox 360 and like a gaming PC. Played some Civilization, uh, some Halo and uh like some games like bioshock i was trying to get into shooters because my friends were playing them <laughs> and also around then i got uh, a couple retro consoles um uh, okay my little retro phrase i got a n64 finally and uh i got one of those like double nintendo super nintendo things oh okay so you could put carts in it and play it yeah and that's when i played super metroid for the first time, as well as like Earthbound, F Zero, a bunch of those classic SNES games. Oh yeah. So uh, tell me a little bit about the Civ games. Now though, that kind of fits into that, uh, I guess like strategy style genre, you know, with Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 I, I, I've talked to a couple people about Civ games, and it, they seem uh-huh. very overwhelming. Oh yeah. That's a great way to describe it. It's just a, it's a lot to take in. Um, I think once you sort of like get a grasp of it, it's really hard to like stop playing it. And they have like some motto that they have, which is just one more turn. That's that's really accurate for civilization. <laughs> uh, it can really suck a lot of time up. But yeah, I spent some time with that civilization three, four, and five through the years. I still play Civ five every once in a while. So, like, are, do you do any of that? Have you ever done any of that competitively? I, I'm, I'm told there's some competitive scenes for that, but I'm not too familiar with them. Yeah, I've done, like, a couple competitive games of Civ Five. I, I didn't get very far. And honestly, it was such a time commitment that I, I couldn't really, like, get really into it. I kind of just stopped. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Time commitment, like, being super high, uh, you know, I used to think that Ocarina of Time randos were going to always take like eight hours, you know, when it, when it first came out, because no one yeah. knew what, no one knew what to do. So I'm like, how do you run a tournament on this? Like, you just have to take a week off of work or something or a month off to, to play yeah. it. But, uh, you know, that makes sense. Um, so tell me about your first time playing Super Metroid. I mean, that's kind of your main game now. Uh, and I, I'm assu- obviously it left a mark on you. Do you remember much about that first playthrough or just kind of like the impressions it left on you? Yeah, the impression that I had of Super Metroid originally was, wow, this the controls are extremely clunky. This is very difficult to play. Um, okay. <laughs> and I immediately was like, okay, I prefer the GBA games. And I, I remember feeling that way basically throughout. Um, so I, I wasn't like, I, I love the game. Like, it's, uh, it's really mm-hmm. cool. And I remember going down the, the elevator to Green Brinstar for the first time, and my mind was blown by that music because it's not in any other game. So uh-huh. that's, that's a moment I remember. But I don't really remember like getting stuck or anything. A lot of people say they got stuck on like New Bridge or not knowing they could break the tube open. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. really remember any of that. 
Well, I mean, like, you know, you're you're a kid, right? Uh, and yeah. you're a guy. Destruction is a thing. And it's like, you know, if this thing looks like glass, <laughs> I want to try to blow it open, you know? Yeah. So, uh, makes sense. Makes sense. I, I, I think, if I recall, I do think I had a little bit of trouble on Newbridge. I think I, I was young yeah. at the time, but... I think someone told me, by the way, if you hold B, you run. And then I just tried that. And I'm like, oh, I'm actually faster and made it across. But, but yeah, that's that is a really big gotcha, I think, especially for like the uh, like the intro into Super Metroid. You know, you're not too far in by that point. Yeah, it's kind of a joke. Like it, if you don't know there's a run button, like you're it's like your very first time. So as soon as you figure it out, you're just like, what? How did I not know? Yeah. Uh, so with you preferring GBA, this reminded me, I wanted to ask this a second ago, which GBA uh, Metroid game did you prefer? Were you a fusion uh, connoisseur or did you like Zero Mission the best? I think I liked Zero Mission more. Um, I, I just know that I played it more. I didn't really give it much thought. But in Zero Mission, I really liked how in the end you... Uh, get like access to everything and the music gets all epic and you can oh yeah on and stuff and try and get all the secrets in the final area I, I thought that was all really fun i just i didn't play those games really all that much as a kid um okay and now i prefer super metroid for sure so like i don't know how much i could speak to which gba game is better i've only played them like four times or so <laughs> no that's fair uh i think that's a couple more than me because I, I i remember playing them my first experience with that game was literally like playing it in my cubicle at work a couple of times you know i was you know bored we were out of work to do and it was like all right just stay busy for a little while and it's like all right i'll just pop this out and uh you know <laughs> but yeah they, i don't know they did a good job with those and i i it was weird because it, your experience seems to be a little different um you know obviously super metroid left a mark on you Super Metroid was like what I wanted the GBA games to be. Mm. And I, I felt like they weren't, um, you know, for better yeah. or for worse. And so, like, I, I remember getting Fusion for Christmas and I'm like, man, this is this is great. And then suddenly I'm like, man, I, I hate this. And I, I didn't I ended up yeah. enjoying it and playing it. But it was just I, I guess it was not what I was expecting. Mm -hmm. So did you play Super Metroid before the GBA games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, okay. I mean, I played Super Super Metroid like. Shortly like after out. release, okay. I'm I'm an old man. You know this. You've met <laughs> yeah. me. You met me at SGO. I'm a, I'm a big old man. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, I was I was living in in that time when it was when it was brand new. But uh, so, yeah. uh, Tamil, I want to know a little more about the Super Metroid playthrough. Obviously, you said Green Brand. The music left a mark there. Uh, I mean, how did how did you feel like getting to Ridley? Was that did Ridley kind of leave a mark on you there? Because I feel like that's one of the obviously most iconic bosses uh, in the the franchise. Yeah, uh, got to be honest. I don't remember anything other than that Creeper and Star moment. Wow, uh, from that game. Cool. So <laughs> it, it's almost like coincidence that I got into it later because I wasn't like completely blown away by the game at that point. I was mm -hmm. more obsessed with like Earthbound, to be honest, because I wasn't really into the live action type of game back then. So like turn based strategy, Earthbound was a uh, you know, more of my style back then. Um, I think that growing up is, sure. is part of what got me back into Super Metroid, which I actually got into that from SMZ3. Um, but we can we can get into that uh, in a second. Okay. 
Yeah. So tell me, tell me about Earthbound. Like that's a game where I've I've watched. I've tried watching speed runs of it uh, as an adult. I never got to play this as a kid. I hear it's like one of the holy grails of cartridges to own. You know, because of like it's a rarity in America. Uh, mm. But like, uh, like I said, I, I just I never really got to experience it. So looking back now, I feel like maybe. And I may get some flack for this. I feel like it hasn't aged very well as far as an RPG goes. The story I hear is great, but the the gameplay wise. So I guess like, tell me about what was so great about that game for you, because I, I, I'd love to hear like someone's perspective that got to experience it, you know, like firsthand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I as a kid, I was completely obsessed with the story and the like style Um and like uh, it's I guess the aesthetic kind of of the game. There's mm-hmm. just so many like silly characters that say ridiculous things all throughout, and there's a boss that's a big pile of puke that you have to fight. Oh, okay. And <laughs> yeah, that that explains a lot. Like there's just a lot of really weird and silly stuff going on, and so it's kind of like a cult classic type game. Like I just became obsessed uh, around like high school with that. I thought the gameplay was fun. Like, there's cool sound effects. Like, I never had played uh, an RPG with like that type of battling, so I loved it. Um, I didn't have any issue with it as a kid? Okay. Yeah, and like, I mean, I know this 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 series has like a massive following, so uh, this is where I, I show that I'm just a, a sheltered person. But so, did you did you like follow? You know, I guess like Earthbound two, and I know like. Mother three or, you know, I don't think there actually is an Earthbound three, so to speak. But like, did you uh, growing up later, did you get to play those or like try to play the, uh, you know, like the fan made ports of those at any point? I did. I never bothered with uh, Mother, the original game. Uh, okay. Yes, that's Japanese only. But there is a translation for that. I did get Mother three, but uh, it was much later and I wasn't uh, I didn't really get into it. So I actually don't really okay. know much about Mother 3. It seems really good. It's got the same type of, of battling and it seems great. And it I've like I heard of Lucas from Super Smash Bros. Brawl. So I was kind of aware of that beforehand. But yeah, I never really played Mother 3. Yeah, I, I remember Ness and Lucas and, uh, you know, in the original Smash Brothers, when I unlocked Ness, I was like, who who is this? Like I was I was so lost. Um, But uh, yeah. that, that like I said, that just kind of correlates to not understanding it so i guess like you know getting out of high school going into college uh at that point what games are you uh are you get, still into games or are you kind of focusing on your studies at that point are you being a good student or are you just like nom in a game yeah i i still loved gaming at that point but going into college i kind of had a shift where i was focusing uh not really on school but like being social and making friends and stuff uh, sure it's kind of like a culture shock phase for me. So uh, at that point, I, I mostly took a decent sized break from gaming at that point. Um, I still did it a little bit on the side, but not as much. I, I think around sometime in college was when I first discovered randomizers in general, which uh, the first randomizer that I played, uh, I think it was Fire Emblem. Maybe. No, okay. I, I think I knew about Pokemon, but. Fire Emblem Randomizer was the first randomizer that I got into. And this is like 2017 or so. I think I just mm-hmm. started like Googling what games can be randomized. I don't remember exactly how I like found a link to the past randomizer. 
but uh I did find that from <laughs> from yeah. discovering what a randomizer was. So, um, I mean, how much did you play Fire Emblem Rando? Do you re- was that like something you played several seeds of, or was that just kind of like you you found it like on YouTube or something and thought it was just kind of cool? Yeah, I found it on YouTube and I like figured out how to play it. Uh, got myself like a flash cart set up for my Game Boy, and I played that for yeah. uh, like. A couple, maybe one or two seeds back then. I played much more since then. So you you actually had a flash cart. You you didn't go the the emulator route. You went straight up like, all right, I'm gonna get like get a flash cart just to play this. Yeah, with Game Boy, it's like you. In my opinion, it's a uh, a lot more fun to play on a Game Boy and just be able to walk around and sit anywhere. Than, yeah, um, I, I'll agree with that on emulator. <laughs> So I really wanted to do that. I definitely like played stuff on emulator too, but I really wanted to play it on Game Boy, so I figured out how to do that, which definitely was worth it. Yeah, for sure. So with playing these randos, uh, you eventually find, you know, Link to the Past, Super Metroid. Uh, which one? Which one did you find first? Like, t- tell me the story. How you 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 stumbled into uh, this hobby that you still have now? Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure the first tournament I saw was the 2017 one. I don't know if you remember the race between Zero Rush and Andy, where they tied. And oh yes, okay. Andy found boots on Laser Bridge that Zero Rush didn't check, and it caught him up all the way up to a tie. And that was like uh, I was like jumping around on my bed when I watched that race. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the most memorable race from that time. And that's around when I decided I wanted to get into the game. So um, that was the biggest thing I remember from. And that was on YouTube, I'm pretty sure, when I saw that. No, I think I watched that okay. race live, actually. All right. So you so you were familiar with Twitch and, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, how, how it worked and finding streams that way. Yeah. And I I think I was on Reddit before discord so i was on the alttpr reddit and there were some like async seeds there that i would do and they would score them and stuff mm-hmm. uh, i'm pretty sure shireen was on uh, uh those threads with me i met him at sgl and he he yeah. mentioned that that's how we met and i couldn't even remember <laughs> just so long ago oh wow but uh yeah and i i'm pretty sure prd wong maybe was on those too i don't know that's a, a very long time ago but uh through the Reddit, uh, Asyncs was actually how I discovered SMZ3. Somebody just uh, was like, hey, let's do SMZ3 for the Async. And so what I did is I pulled up a map of all the item locations and just like brute forced my way through. It took me like six or seven hours. Okay, that's very relatable. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was my first SMZ3. Um, and around then I did the Plando tournament. I think that was before SMZ3. Somewhere around then. Okay. That was my first tournament, and I think that's how we met. That is. Yeah, because I remember the, the first impression you left on me was that you were playing against uh, my friend Nep and mm-hmm. or our friend Nep, and yeah. you literally agreed to play Oko. <laughs> yeah, Oko and Miser. 
Yeah, and I was just kind of like, this is this guy is <laughs> is either crazy, dumb, or brave. And I, I think it's a little of like all three uh some days. But <laughs> but I, I think I think I was doing comms for that race, and you guys like you know, Nep obviously had a lot of deaths. I think you had like 40 something for the whole seed, which honestly wasn't too terrible. Uh mm. but Man, I, 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 it's funny because I, I remember you doing that, and it just came to me that I remember I was some way involved in that restream, and I thought it was like absolutely hilarious to watch. But yeah, but yeah, you, you, I mean, you left the mark on me then because I'm like, all right, well, you know, this guy was just basically down, down to do anything, uh, and and you know, not complaining yeah. about it, which was was really cool. So tell me, tell me about like besides that, Oko, like how how was your first link to the past tournament experience? Considering, you know, looking back. And nothing against the admins, but that that tournament had a lot of things it could have improved on down the mm-hmm. line, um, especially with the scheduling timeline. But uh, but mm-hmm. but how, did, did you have fun with it? Like how 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 was it for you? Oh yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I thought the Plando aspect was just hilarious, and uh, the fact that we could just choose our own settings was really fun. So mm-hmm. uh, the the race with Nep that was very memorable for me. Um, I remember I thought it was slick. I don't know what I did, but like I think I I put Berna on Old Man or something. I don't know why I thought that was great. But Nep uh put boots in Dark Cross and it was Animizer Oko. So Nep just believed in her heart that she could make it to <laughs> Dark Cross Animizer to get boots in Oko and did. <laughs> so and that was a huge play. I, I there was no way I was gonna win that race anyway, but I was just like, oh, wow, that was such a much better placement than what I did. But I really love yeah. that tournament. It was a lot of fun for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess, would you would you ever enter another Link to the Past Plando tournament under under different circumstances, I guess? Oh, yeah. Oh, it'd be a great throwback. It'd be oh, yeah, fun. for sure. I've always heard, like, a lot of people say, man, this was such a good idea, executed poorly. Um but and I kind of agree because it's like, you know, like I said, there were things that could build on, but you can really, really mess with seeds just with the logic. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's that's what I would try to do is like, what can I affect the most to try and take control of the logic? Like what can give me the mm-hmm. most knowledge without, you know, knowing where the items are? Um, and, you know, it, 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 it works sometimes. Sometimes it did. But, you know, it was it was a fun concept. I, I'll agree with you there. Yeah, I, I think back then I didn't really have much of an understanding of the game in general, so I mm-hmm. couldn't. I, I think all of my like Plando ideas were kind of just half baked compared to everyone else's. But I definitely would want to give it another shot with all the knowledge that I have at this point. Yeah, so so you would you would say that your ideas were kind of maybe maybe Twitch chat esque, uh, looking back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a whole <laughs> lot of strategy. Come on, put this on pad. <laughs> yeah that kind of thing yeah for sure um so were you were you like during this time period you know besides you know meeting shireen on reddit and other people um were you uh like watching people on twitch to try and learn like link to the past rando or even smz3 at this point like were there people that you were kind of like trying to soak up knowledge from uh yeah Kind of. Uh, definitely was watching Andy from pretty early on. You know, who wasn't watching Andy? Mm-hmm. He's a classic. Um, yeah, for sure. But uh, 
I, I remember I was in the Challenge Cup for a tournament around then, 2019 or something like that, maybe. Um, okay. And I definitely was watching like speed gaming restreams and stuff like that. Okay. So like you were just kind of seeing whoever was on. It's like, okay, here's a race. Let's see what these people do. See if I can learn anything from it. Yeah. I, I don't know if there was really a focused effort to improve at that time. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, that's, that's totally fair. Entertainment yeah, value is, is high sometimes. That's, that's more yeah. important. Yeah, for sure. I do remember uh, back in the SRL days, there used to be basically a nightly, weekly for SMZ3. Um, okay. And that was, that was like, a, felt like a golden age for like Aussie to just win <laughs> everything. <laughs> so that, uh, that was when I met like uh, Aussie, Niederrific, Aldraxxus, uh, um, uh, Ancient Gamer was in those a lot. Solsky played those. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a time when I was trying to improve, I think, more in SMZ3. I feel like I, I tried harder once I started joining that. So, uh, I mean, obviously you need a little bit of Link to the Past skill for SMZ3. Uh, I mm-hmm. feel like sometimes, depending on the siege, you don't need a whole lot. But, um, you know, you've got to have the SM skill. So is this kind of is this kind of like your gateway into like Super Metroid Rando as well? Or were you just like solely focused on, all right, I'm just going to keep playing these. You know, I'm having fun, so I'm going to play these SMZ3s and just see what happens. Yeah, it was definitely my gateway to Super Metroid in general um, and Rando. I started to learn the Super Metroid stuff and look up tutorials on how to, to like move around in that game Mm -hmm. around then um and i got into super metroid randomizer from watching the 2017 tournament on youtube and uh that is what like i didn't really think there could be like i didn't (laughs) i never thought of it before that there was a super metroid randomizer scene and so i just looked up "Hmm." and that scene has definitely evolved a lot over the years because back then it was vanilla map um major minor that's all anyone anyone did so so definitely explain major minor to me like i'm okay um so basically i'm assuming wherever all the main items are like the gravity suit the various suit that specific spot is guaranteed to have a randomized like important item of like we'll say somewhat equal value is that is that a good way to describe it yeah more or less so any spot in the game that has an e-tank or uh, a reserve tank, or a major item. Those are shuffled between each other. And then the remaining items, which is missiles, power bombs, and super missiles, are shuffled between each other. So basically the purpose, or the idea behind that, is to limit the amount of checks you have to do. Um, right. So with a little bit of knowledge of whether it's going to be ammo or uh, a tank slash major, lets you. it just makes the seeds a little bit faster, a little bit more of informed decision making around that yeah so i that's that the purpose sense. and that's been the standard for a while and i, I remember you know i'm, I'm fast forwarding like a smr league grace I, I was able to do commentary for one of yours uh i think it was against solsky um and mm. I, I think i think you guys played major minor was that was that right i know i know it's probably a different randomizer branch because i'm not sure when like the varia randomizer came out versus like what the 2017 and like you know 2018 19 era were being run on uh that that's kind of yeah. all a blur to me um oh, it is for me too 
<laughs> There's a lot of branches for Super Metroid randomizer. It's very different from uh, I feel like how ALTTPR started. Like mm-hmm. there's been so many different branches and even now there's like there's multiple. There's two main ones. There's Dash and Varia. And then there's also Map Rando, which is a completely different kind of thing. Okay. Uh, uh is Map Rando like is that the one where it's like I'm thinking area rando, where it's like, okay, I'm in this area, and then when I transition to another area via like an elevator or you know the door from you know Brinstar yeah. to or or to like Meridia, it's it's a different area. Like that's what's randomized. Yeah, so that is area randomizer that was uh, started by Varia, and Dash also can do that too. Um, okay, but map randomizer is where every single room in the entire game is shuffled. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that I don't know if you've ever heard of that or played that or seen it, but uh, that's a completely different beast. And uh, there's really no competitive scene for it just yet. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. there'll be some sort of tournament, but that's like only a year, year and a half old or something like that. So. So is this is this like ALTTPR doors where it's kind of like, all right, once I go through this door in Metroid and it takes me to this room, I know that these two rooms connect or is it or is it like every time you go back and forth through a door you're going somewhere different so it's the doors are coupled and it's actually reflected on the map so that's something that i i uh, wish was in doors rando for zelda is the map is fully functional in map rando for super metroid which is really awesome so you can actually that's sick yeah it's really really fun um they there actually used to be a decoupled or there still is a decoupled like room rando. I think they called it door randomizer. Mm-hmm. And that one is insane. I mean, you've played insanity entrance. It's, it's just that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it kind of, I, I think is along the, the same vein of like SM arcade where it's like, when you go through a door, you don't really know where you're going to show up. And then, you know, if mm-hmm. in arcade, you have the opportunity to go straight back through that door, you know, that's kind of rare, but if you could, then, uh, you're going to be somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely. So I guess tell me tell me about like uh, your experiences with a couple tournaments. Uh, like uh, this is where I'm a little lost because, you know, there's like a thousand ALTTPR tournaments. There's like a new one every week, which is good and, you know, overwhelming all at the same time, especially for like newer players. But uh, like what what is the SMR tournament scene like from your experience? Um, it's really fun. There's been a lot of activity lately. Um, okay. the past couple of years, area rando has started to be, uh, kind of the standard, which has been really fun. I think that it is way more balanced, um, and, uh, just infinitely more interesting than vanilla map mm-hmm. because I, I don't know if you've seen a vanilla map race, but a lot of the time, if the decision between going up and down Red Tower makes the race entirely um, because okay. you can go I can up. see how that could be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can go up and do direction. And if there's a suit there, you win. <laughs> you can go down and do crate upper north air. And if there's a suit there, uh, you hope there's not a suit in wreck ship. I don't know if I explained mm-hmm. it very well. but <laughs> No, I mean, that makes sense. Like, because obviously you need the suits to complete, mm-hmm. you know, the the areas like you know you're not yeah. gonna go fight like i mean i guess you could fight dragon you, you kind of out. could yeah <laughs> yeah but logically if you're playing on i i guess 
what I know from SMZ3 as normal logic, then, you know, you're not going to be, you know, doing some yeah. uh, crazy Meridia shenanigans with with just, uh, you know, the, the alien yeah. ice rod, so to speak, ice beam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you need a lot of equipment to even do that. And even so, it's slow. So the thing about mm -hmm. Super Metroid Randomizer is that you can't save and quit. So traversing the map is like almost the entire game. So uh, in vanilla map, when you already know, um, going up wrecked ship like adds so much to your route that uh, it's it basically really hard to come back from that unless your opponent does it too or there's a suit. Yeah. So with area rando, um, there's a lot more decision making based on that. And uh, it's uh, it's just different map every time. It's so fun. I really enjoy it. That's sick. I mean, I've played rando area rando. Um, I've played area rando a couple times. Uh, mm -hmm. I did the the Chuzo tournament last year uh, back mm -hmm. in 2022. And uh, I, I remember uh, I, I told Tracy this at SGL. But I, I thought it was going to be like it was advertised to me as it was going to be kind of like a Super Metroid mentor tournament without the mentors. But it was going to be all noobs, you know, like me. And um, yeah, it, it was not. But, <laughs> I you know, I wasn't too upset by that because I got to play. I got to just play the game and it, I had a good time. Uh, and I remember doing, you know, people were like, what settings do you want to do? And I'm like, just throw the book at me. Like, let's do everything. Uh, yeah. That was kind of and there were some runners that were like, I'm not comfortable with such and such and i'm like all right well i'll play whatever you want then uh you know and that's mostly what we did but the, the times i did area i i thought were really cool it, it just kind of it reminded me of like a link to the past rando cross keys but a lot mm -hmm. harder um because of the execution aspect mm -hmm. i definitely heard that comparison before yeah and i guess like i don't know uh, i you entering tournaments and stuff you you realize that you know in super metroid this is my opinion and you can tell me if i'm wrong super metroid it is very much more noticeable if there is a skill or execution like disparity between two runners just because like you can make up and lose so much time yeah i think that's true it definitely in both games it the more experience you have the more you're going to be able to notice that uh, but in mm -hmm. Super Metroid, you definitely gain more time from execution, I feel like, overall, than in, in Link to the Past. You can kind of get by a lot of the time in Link to the Past. Uh, right. There's still a, a skill ceiling. or a, I, The skill ceiling maybe is a little bit lower, but there's there's still tons of time to gain from execution in that game. I've learned over the years trying to get good at it. But Super Metroid, it's, oh, yeah. it's really obvious, and there's a lot of like gates on execution. Like, if you... If the fastest way to beat the seed is to be suitless, you need to know how to do that. I mean, and that makes sense. Uh, you know, a lot of times it, it's kind of like in Rando, I would say, you know, but or I say Rando, but we're, we're talking about two different ones. Link to the past Rando. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's kind of like, you know, all right, well, I don't know how to do this one dark room in Misery Mire. Therefore, I can't beat the boss. Uh, yeah. But my lamp is tucked away in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. it's like if you if you get that one skill, which, you know, to most of the ALTTPR community, you say, oh, dark rooms, that's not that bad. But, you know, for for me, if you say, all right, suitless Meridia, then I'm just like, OK, time out. I'm out. I can't you know, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the same sort of concept, uh, especially with suitless. There's so many different ways to do suitless 
that uh, it it pays to learn them all. And mm-hmm. uh, it's actually different in SMZ3, which I really like because of the portal in the back of Meridia. You there's a bunch of different loadouts you can do to beat Dragon without uh, right. gravity. Uh, so that's that's really fun. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I, I'm gonna fast forward a little bit. We were talking about area rando. That was was area rando. What SGL 2024 or, or excuse me, 2023? Uh, is that what the the on-site tournament was that you were in? Yes. Okay. So were there any like were there any like other modifiers or was it just pure area rando? Was it major minor that we talked about earlier or was it just like everything's randomized? Yeah. So we we use the dash randomizer client. Um, but did area rando and uh, it was okay. full countdown, which is, um, each area, it'll show you the amount of major items there as well as the amount of E tanks. And then once you find one, that number will go down. So, uh, oh. so it was that. And then, uh, the bosses were randomized locations. Um, but, uh, unlike normally the bosses unlock their, area that they're in so normally if you find fantoon at crade that opens wreckship but in this case it would just open the crade uh e-tank room and the same for the okay. other that makes sense yeah so like you don't have to like go all the way back like potentially across this you know generated map to like you know i killed crade at fantoon now i got to get out of dark wreck ship and go all the way back <laughs> dark uh, yes yeah, dark. Well, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, what, what do y'all yeah. call, unactivated? Okay, Powered I was off. about to say, like, what do y'all call it? Because uh, I, I just, you know, I have terrible names for things. Uh, uh, the other night, uh, prepping for a marathon run uh, with with Relkin, I, I did I did a practice, and I'm trying to remember these SM names for things. And the only one, of course, I can remember is Billy Mays. So yeah, because uh, that's the only one that like sticks in you know ALTTPR people's heads. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, I just come up with all these crazy names for him. Um, I guess like tell me tell me a little bit about I didn't get to talk to you at SGL. So, uh, you know, on the mic, tell me how your experience was, because I know at one point you weren't sure if you were coming uh, and then you uh, you were able to come. So, like, give me a little peek, I guess, into like the Super Metroid scene. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I really enjoyed my time uh, at SGL. Um, the Super Metroid scene is a little smaller. So um, it was it was a lot of fun to get to meet everyone, and the tournament itself was really really fun. We tried to stay on top of stuff to get everything done on time and early, which was nice. Yeah, um, I, I loved the tournament. I was able to beat Kip in round one, which was or round two, which was amazing. <laughs> oh wow! And Kip Kip is the like. Is he the lead dev for, is it Dash Randomizer? Yes. Okay, all right. I knew he was the lead dev for one. I wasn't sure which, like, which branch. Um, yes. Okay, wow, that's, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was really pleased with that. Um, he won the last year, and I think every year before that. <laughs> um, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's nice to get a win on Kip. And then I, I, I love the rest of the tournament. It was... Uh, a lot of fun and uh we went to a diner a couple nights just hung out it was really nice to get to talk to people and talk about super metroid a lot of fun oh yeah 
Oh yeah, for sure. So um, I believe Audra uh, or Adraxis won that tournament. Is that correct? Yes, uh, Audra okay. and I faced in semis, and then they went up against Zeb in finals and won. Nice. So you were in? Did, did you guys have a third place match, or was there like a just tie for third and that's it? Yeah, we actually had a bronze match. Uh, it was me versus Professor School. Okay. And I was able to win that. I actually got a little trophy for that. So that yeah, was nice. Great. Congrats. Uh, I, I, I guess, uh, are we going to see you at 2024? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. I, I loved right. it. I, I had to ask. I had to ask. Oh, like yeah. everybody, everyone who had their like first time, like in 2022, I'm like, all right, so we're going to see you next year, right? Uh, and then 2023, I'm, I'm asking them the same thing. Uh, n- not so much on podcast yet, but like just in general, but I, ha- I had to ask you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Let me pivot a little bit. Uh, you uh, recently did one of the NMG League seasons for ALTTP Vanilla. Um, I know from our conversations, you know, over the years, you did do an NMG tournament uh, a while ago, I think. Mm-hmm. This was before the, the little leagues popped up. Uh, tell me about like your experiences a little bit with the the vanilla link to the past speed run. Like, how, you know, uh, you keep coming back every so often for it, which is uh, mm-hmm. exciting. But um, but yeah, like, how's your improvement been on that? And did you have fun with NMG League? Yeah, so the old tournament that was regular NMG, uh, the NMG League season I did was actually vanilla preset from the uh, randomizer. So okay. it had quick swap, which that is something I'm used to. So I, I just oh yeah, that was part of joined. But I really loved um, participating in that, and I I enjoyed Zelda a lot. And lately, I've been getting back into uh, trying to get better at that at that game. <laughs> <laughs> so I I enjoy the speed run, um, which that also reminds me that uh, one of the things that I got from SGL was Maniacal gave me a quick tutor session on how to hover and okay that that's like the last thing that i wanted to learn in the game that i just couldn't really grasp yeah so it's so much easier to teach somebody in person i think or something like that than it is like you can you can learn from videos uh you know and that's how i did it watching a p-train video and like just kind of trial and error over and over but you know if you're kind of shooting in the dark every time on what's good what's bad and like the feedback like it's it's really intimidating to try to learn but once it kind of clicks it's like oh that makes sense yeah definitely and it hovering's fun <laughs> it's uh it's, it's it's a thrill right like you're just kind of like this could really make or break this uh this potential moment in this race <laughs> yeah um so i guess uh i, I want to ask you about this too because this is this fascinates me uh, do you guys still do in Super Metroid community? Do you guys still do that uh, that mode? I remember you did a tournament. You told us about it at one point um, where it was like, I think it's shared inventory. Uh, is it, it yes. it's like you just basically you find an item that then your partner gets it. So like, d- is that kind of like multi world, but you're playing the exact same seed and, and just sharing everything? Pretty much. So it's called multi Troid. And uh, you share everything except for your location. So you share energy, ammo, and uh, your inventory. And you're playing the same seed. You can also mm-hmm. do it on vanilla. There's actually a lot of speedruns for uh, vanilla, like two-player 
is what it's usually called. Okay. Um, it's so it's like a, a co-op like so there's like a, a speedrun category, I guess, for that as well. Like you both yes. play the same oh wow, okay. I know yeah. I know NMG has like a category for that as well. Um but I didn't know I I, I thought Super Metroid might, but that's kind of cool. Yeah, I haven't seen very many tournaments for that really. Um that the one that uh I did with Farfalu, that was the first time that I really had messed with that. And okay. That was really fun. We did win that tournament, which was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Um, I, I, I want to ask this about that. Uh, is it like uh, this has become like a Q&A on, on Metroid stuff, but that's fine. Uh, the, <laughs> the the like the setup for it, uh, you know, because a lot of times like right now, if uh, unless you're using something like Archipelago in A Link to the Past Rando, when you do multi-worlds and I know you've done a few of those, it can be a little aggravating to set up you know there's there's several steps to go through uh so with multi-troid did you guys really have any hiccups with with it not working or was it a pretty seamless process for you guys i wouldn't say seamless um we didn't have that many issues but i've a lot of people have had issues with that which i think is why there's not very much uh competitive going on for it yeah and and stuff like that it's kind of like you know, I'm not diminishing your accomplishment of winning. It's kind of like, you know, a little more yeah. on the, supposed to be on the fun side, just because like oh, yeah, there are yeah, those yeah. things that can can go wrong. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, I guess also, let me ask this, uh, you know, are you are you making a comeback into SMZ3 or Link to the Past at this point? Uh, I, I know we've had our conversations about. You know, you wanted to get better at at cross keys or learn the mode a little more. So mm-hmm. uh, is this? Is this the high time for Bressingham to to blaze his trail into ALTTPR? Uh, you know, I've been enjoying it. Um, and for me, that's the most important thing is that I'm having fun. And I am having okay, fun good. playing it. So uh, we'll see what happens. I like to get good. Um, there's a lot to learn, I feel like, especially with a mode like cross keys, where mm-hmm. I, I feel like my execution is is getting decent but my routing is um kind of a mess questionable <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but I, i'm enjoying it and i enjoy smz3 i'm definitely going to keep playing like for the next couple years um mm-hmm. i don't feel like i'm gonna try super hard i'm just gonna have fun with it yeah for sure so i guess like i, I guess with like the competitive scene for you know sm smz3 alttp uh, I mean, I guess you, would you say you're in a good spot with with how you know you feel about where you are uh, as a player in all those games and just kind of like your progress and just the enjoyment overall? Yeah, I I definitely feel like uh, I'm I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I I enjoy it a lot, so um, and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh yeah, oh I'm I'm happy with where I am with those games. I definitely want to learn more. But uh, I'm having fun with it, and that's uh, important. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I, I've said this to uh, a couple people. I, I believe I said it last episode with Dapper Worm Man. But, like, there are a lot of people who will just keep playing things. You know, it's it's not even fun for them anymore. And then they just keep doing it because they almost feel like they have to. And, and they don't. It's like, it's supposed to be a fun hobby. And if it's not fun, you can put it down, and it will be here. You know, hopefully yeah. it'll be here when you want to come back or if you want to come back. So that's what's like. So I think so good about like these 
these old games and uh maybe maybe you can agree with me on that or something but like it's just kind of like it, it, it's a new way to experience it every time like everybody says and you know you just have fun with it yeah i d- definitely agree with that if you're not having fun um to not play there's definitely like a competitive um you know urgency mm-hmm. uh, but if, if that if for, if sometimes that gets to me i just have to stop so. Yeah, the you get that FOMO a little bit, but it's kind of like I don't yeah. want to enter this, but I feel like I have to, and you don't. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, l- let me ask this about like you said the SM community was a little small uh, in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, like I-, I mean, how many people roughly would you say like not just in that tournament, but like maybe people who just came to hang out, you know, specifically because they're part of the Super Metroid Rando community. So how many like what what kind of representation do you think was there? Uh, at SGL, like a, a rough number. Obviously, I'm not going to hold you to this if it's not right. But yeah, you know, what what, what did you see? Uh, well, the tournament I think was 14 people. I I feel like there was maybe about 14 more people uh, that were there that didn't enter. So I'd say about 30 mm-hmm. or so people. Okay, well that's that's pretty cool because like I know like in the past it was like it was much smaller. Yeah, especially at SBL, I've heard that their the tournaments have just been tiny before. Yeah, and I mean travel is a big thing, you know, that that gets in people's way like going going to an event for a full week, you know, people have responsibilities in life. So it's not it's not the easiest thing to do. So that that's it's nice to see though that like, you know, I noticed ALTTPR is getting bigger, but it's easy for me to notice it because like I'm I'm inside that and I'm around yeah. it. So it, it's cool to hear that other communities are growing too. Like I've seen that Wind Waker Rando was huge. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm hoping we can keep that trend going for you guys uh, as well as the other communities as well. Yeah, we're definitely growing. So it's exciting. Um, it, it's a very friendly and welcoming community. So I'd encourage anyone who's interested to definitely try it or get in one of those, uh, one of the Super Metro discords and ask questions. Awesome. Well, in uh, in kind of wrapping things up, I like to ask people three questions, uh, each guest that I have. So uh, I'm going to start in the same order. The, the, we may have to reframe these just a little bit because I know that, you know, you don't play just ALTTPR. Uh, but um, what is the first question is, what is your most embarrassing moment in all of Randomizer? I'll, I'll put all of Randomizer oh in there so it can be any 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 of the three games or any other game like where you just were like, man, I can't believe that happened. Oh, man. <laughs> the one thing comes to mind is when I, uh, I was in a weekly, and this is really silly. I was on an emulator, and I did, I, I like cape dashed out of um, the roller room in TR. Okay, uh, yeah. Chess, and I, I did the glitch, and I'd never seen or heard of that before, so I thought that like there was something wrong with my game. And so I just, I just reflexively like save stated and like reset the the emulator and just turned it on again. And uh, I, <laughs> I, oh, I no, yeah. I, as soon as I did that, I was like, oh wait, uh, that's against the rule. <laughs> so that, right, where's that was, the racing council? Excuse me, yeah. <laughs> Call. So I, I like uh, I apologize to the admins or something, and they're like, that's okay. So that was pretty bad. Other than that, uh, there's some times when I like messed up stuff, but I can't remember anything as clearly as that. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of tutoring, and you may know this now, but if you still have some magic, if you go back to the cape, turn it on, 
and then turn it back off, you'll stop auto walking. So there's okay. there's that tidbit because I know a lot of people get that, like even seasoned players who have just like never seen it and they get it and they're like, dude, what do I do? Um, yeah. So it's uh, in the moment. It can be hard to remember that for sure. But that's cool. Thanks for sharing yeah, that. Good to know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so uh, I like to ask people what their favorite MSU pack is. And I know you've played A Link to the Past, and I know that SMZ3 is starting to get MSU support, or kind of has it now. Um, do, do you have a favorite MSU pack you use when you play Rando? And if not, I, I can rephrase this question to be something else. Uh, yeah, I've, I've recently been getting more into MSU. I got a bigger... Uh, micro SD card for my FX pack so that I can hold multiple packs. Mm-hmm. I really like Twilight Princess and uh, actually have a, a modified version of the Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask. Um, I like to mess around with them and switch tracks around. I also have a oh, Best yeah. of Zelda one that I made that's got uh, Twilight Princess Majora's Mask and a couple Wind Waker and uh, LTTP tracks. Okay, so did you make that one like from the ground up, so to speak, or like no. create so, that one yourself? <laughs> oh, okay. So what I've done is just taken tracks from others and put them together. So I haven't made any from the ground up, but I've I've shuffled some around. Awesome. I also like the tunic one, of course. It's a really nice one. Um, and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. That's a really fun one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done Crystal Chronicles. I've done I've done tunic and. Uh, the the original Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask combo one and I've done Twilight Princess too. Those are those are yeah. solid. I'll have to I'll have to check out Crystal Chronicles and see see how that one is. Oh yeah, it's really good. So lastly, and this is the question that throws everybody all over the place. Um, but uh, if you had to lose all your gaming memories, but you're allowed to keep one of them, which one do you keep and why? So this is like my whole life. Whole life. It doesn't have to be. It can it can be rando. But just any gaming experience you've had in life, uh, which if you had to forget everything, which one do you want to keep? So is it like one specific game or like one moment? No, just a, a moment, something that like sticks out in your head. Uh, anything you want it to be. If you just say I want a tournament and that, that I never want to forget that, like it can be <laughs> that. If it can be, you know, one time my dog unplugged my Super Nintendo controller or my you didn't have that. My dog knocked my Game Boy out of my hand. And uh, that was like the best, you know, the best memory I have of my dog. It can be that, too. Wow. I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's a hard question. I know. Yeah. You know, a game that we haven't talked about, actually, is Minecraft. And oh, I had some special moments with Minecraft uh, growing up that uh, it's, a, it's a very emotional game when you when you look at it, I think, because you're alone in a world and you can do multiplayer, but like primarily it's a single player mm-hmm. thing. And you're just alone making your own uh, world and the music is just uh, really sweet. So I, f- I feel like that uh, I wouldn't, we haven't talked about Minecraft at all <laughs> today. No, that's fine. I feel like that was like probably one of the most uh, special emotional moments uh, just in general. So just kind of experiencing, you know, the I guess the, the Minecraft world. Yeah. <laughs> and that's no, I mean, that's. Answer. Yeah, that's what that's my final answer. I, I, that's all I got. 
Okay, that, that's fine. So I, I'm going to, I want to, I mean, we got a little bit of time unless you're in a hurry. I want to know, so tell me a little bit about Minecraft. Like what, uh, you know, what got you into that? And, you know, like what, what are your experiences like with it? Yeah, uh, so I, I got into Minecraft around uh, 2011 or so, 2012 maybe. I think it was mm-hmm. in beta at that point. Um, and that was a game that I just... Uh, it was it was getting big at the time. It's obviously like really huge at this point. Right. But uh, early on, I'd play it with my friends, and I'd play it in class sometimes. Um, uh, but I I just really liked the procedural generation and the exploration parts of it, um, and the like sandbox stuff. And I thought the soundtrack was really beautiful. That was really impactful uh, for me back then. Yeah, I've heard the soundtrack is really good um i've I've heard some of it but like you know i'm too busy hearing like the you know the memes that come out of it more than i am experiencing the game and i've never played it so i I can see how Mm. it could be you know very fun and and time consuming as well oh yeah it can be very time consuming (laughs) but it's it's a really fun game you should definitely try it all right i'll i'll look into it uh someday soon here uh, well, Bress, man, thanks for uh, thanks for coming and chatting for a bit. Um, I, I appreciate you, you know, coming in here. I, I know you're not a a big ALTTPR like heavily involved person, but I, I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, uh, this has been really fun. Thank you for having me, Dante. Uh, thanks again, man. And this has been Bressingham on the Spoiler Log. Thanks, Dante. Big thanks to Bressingham for coming on the show. Really do appreciate it. Uh, We're going to kind of continue this trend next episode uh, in two weeks. We're going to have MM2 Nest Cartridge on. And uh, you guys, I think, are in for a treat. Uh, I love talking to him. His story was fantastic. It was great meeting him at SGL, too. So hoping you guys come back for that one in two weeks. I do have a decent number of people lined up to record with. And I'm really, honestly, excited for it. Uh, So... Um, stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of episodes coming up. I'm probably going to continue this two week or every two week trend here for the foreseeable future. League will be wrapping up in a month. We'll see if we decide to jump back to weekly. We'll see how life's treating me at that point. But until then, hope you guys have a fantastic one and we'll see you guys on the next one.